This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners, cutting away briars and brambles and the bushes that clutter up the human heart, keeping the gospel from entering there. And uh, I'm happy to be back with you folks at this time. We're bringing you these studies. We're coming to the close pretty soon. Uh, Divine healing, true and false. And we looked at several topics. Let me just name them for you right quickly. The fact of divine healing. Divine healing is not a gospel. Christ never commanded us to preach healing. Divine healing is not in the atonement. Divine healing is not in the atonement. Part two, the use of medicine does not dishonor God, is not a sin. And we're looking now at blood redemption and divine healing. And then our last study will be on just the gospel. But we're looking at this time, blood redemption and divine healing. So I want to bring you one of our gracious old radio, our choir that we had in place for many, many years. And we made these CDs. And I want to bring you one of them at this time before we get started. So would you just listen for a moment and then we'll get back to our study. Jesus who lived among men long ago. 
than snow. Is that how your sins are this morning, tonight? Whiter than snow. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. So let's get back to our study. We're looking uh, at uh, divine healing, true and false. We're coming down to the end of these studies, and we're looking at blood redemption, how, how it affects folks, blood redemption and divine healing. And we were looking there in our last study about how the, how the blood, the blood, the Bible says God looks upon him that trembleth at his word, who has a broken heart and a contrite spirit. We found that in Isaiah 66 too. But now let's turn to Exodus 12, 13, and you'll find these words. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. One of the things, I'm going to get back there in just a moment, but one of the things that we often mention here, and I like to mention often, the greatest thing that ever happens to an individual is to be saved. When we say be saved, we don't mean to join the local church up there on the hill with the tall steeple and the stained glass windows and join in with all the social things that goes on there. No, we're talking about coming to know the Lord in the forgiveness of sins, as your sins be put away. And that's what here we see. The blood on the doorpost, the death sentence, which he calls a plague, hung like a pall over the land of Egypt. We know that story, don't we? Death was written over the firstborn of every Egyptian and every Jew. You know, some folks think, well, all Egyptians suffered, but the death blow was hanging over the head of every firstborn Jew in the land of Goshen there. The whole land rested under the condemnation of the judgment of a righteous God. My friend, did you know that God is righteous? I've been bringing some studies, thinking, putting some messages together about how, how, how the power of God and the righteousness of God. Did you know that God is on the throne, my friend? Right now, in this time we're living in, we see all of this going on now, taking issue with the, with the gay marriages and all of those things, and they're rioting and wanting their rights. Did you know you don't have any right? The only right you have is, is to face hell, my friend, if you're not born again. That's right. The, the Lord doesn't know you anything. We have a dear brother here who preaches for me occasionally, and he says, the Lord don't have to save you. He didn't have to do it. The Lord don't have to do it, my friend. Oh, but listen, death was written over the firstborn of every Egyptian and every Jew. The whole land rested under the condemnation of of the judgment of a righteous God. Did you know God is righteous? He doesn't have to okay with you what he does. He doesn't have to ask your opinion. He doesn't ask you for information. No, but before Israel could move out of that land, she had to be redeemed by blood and by power. You know, if we only had the blood, it wouldn't mean anything. But Christ Jesus has the power. Yes, we sing that song. Christ Jesus has the power. They obeyed the Lord's command. I could speak for hours upon that, my friend. Old Saul, King Saul, went down there to destroy uh, that bunch of folks. The Lord gave him instructions to kill everything, destroy everything, man, child, beast, animal, cat, dog, whatever was there. And he came on back. The, the old prophet said, What meaneth the blading of the sheep and the lowing of the cattle? And he said, well, we, the people brought back the best of everything. And he told him, said, it's far better to obey than to sacrifice. 
You know, we have folks trying their best to get saved by doing this and doing that and doing the other. But did you know what the Lord requires you to obey? What does that mean? Trust the Lord. Did you know you have to trust the Lord to get saved? You never will get saved until you come to trust the Lord. Trust him. That's right, my friend. Listen, listen. They were under condemnation, and they did as they were instructed. Oh, Saul didn't do what he was instructed. Did you know the kingdom was wrought from him? The, the, the prophet told him, oh, yes, better to obey than to sacrifice. They took the lamb of the firstborn on the 14th day of April at evening. They slew that lamb, and with the blood in the basin, they sprinkled that blood on the doorpost with a bunch of hyssop. We, we, we might call it sagebrush where you live. Oh, anything, just, just something that you could dip down in that blood, in that, in that basin, and sprinkle it. Isn't that a bloody mess? Isn't that a bloody mess, my friend? But listen, listen about the blood that came from our blessed Lord. It dripped and ran down, all the way down, and fell on the ground there at the base of that cross. Those other two crooks over there, those other two heathens, those, those criminals, their blood was dripping out of them. And they were railing on the Lord, save thyself and save us. Yes, save thyself and save us. And old Pilate had written an inscription on a, on a board and put it up on top of that cross. He said, Jesus, the king of the Jews. Oh, my friend, one of them saw that. The one over there on the side saw it. And he said, this man has done nothing amiss. You and I deserve everything that we get. But this man has done, has done nothing amiss. And he said, Lord, have you ever done that, my friend? Old trucker out there on the highway going down I-90, I-75, I-80, wherever. Have you ever said, Lord, when you leave out in the morning at your terminal up there and get your load and get all ready to go, do you take a moment out, bow your head and say, Lord, protect me on this old highway. Protect my wife and family while I'm gone. Have you ever done that? Are you ashamed to do that, my friend? Are you ashamed? To say, Lord, save my family, save my children. Are you ashamed to pray for the old trailblazer? Are you ashamed to say, Lord, that old trailblazer has been true to my soul. Would you just bless him? Would you do that? But these fellows here, they dipped that hyssop in that blood. The father did. Went out on their front porch there, if they had a porch, and sprinkled that blood on the doorpost and up there on the top, over the top of it. Went inside and closed the door. We'll get into that in our next study. But my friend, let me just ask you, are you concerned about your soul? Are you concerned about others? Your family, your friends, your loved ones? Pastor, are you concerned about your congregation? Or have you just uh, played church with them all these years? Do you ever ask your congregation if they're saved? I've heard where an evangelist came in to hold a meeting for a church, and he'd say, well, now I know all of you saved. We're not going to try to disturb everybody. My friend, you know what the old trailblazer does? I preach just like every one of you is lost and on the road to hell. That way, I might get something through to you. And if you're saved, you understand what I'm saying. But this is the old trailblazer. Time gets away so quickly, doesn't it? It just runs away. Seems like it's going 90 miles an hour. And old Dan and I are just dragging around. But the time goes fast. And uh, we get back into this study on about the blood. The blood. Oh, how precious. Precious is that blood, my friend. But this is the old trailblazer. Remember my mailing address? It's the old trailblazer. Would you help me with the broadcast a little bit? 
Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then my website, radiomissions.org. Let me hear from you. Would you do that? I appreciate it if you would. Until next time, may God bless you. Goodbye.